Welcome to Unique Visitors, conversations about digital marketing. I'm your host, Mike Kurtz. Let's get to it. So joining me today is Joe Restivo. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good. So Joe is the founder of Stonefish Marketing, an internet marketing company. He has worked with organizations such as the PGA, Procter & Gamble, Overhead Door Corporation, and many others. His company offers a variety of services, but we're going to primarily focus today on one of Joe's core competencies, which is search engine optimization. So okay. why, don't, why don't we get started with a bit about your background and, and why you started your company? Sure. So um, I graduated from Dayton in 2008, and from there, I moved down to Charlotte. Um, I took the first job I, I could out of school, uh, inside sales job, just to uh, get my feet on the ground. Um, after about a year of doing that, I found a small local agency um, that specialized in digital marketing. Um, I was a marketing major at Dayton. I took a lot of uh, digital marketing classes. That was really right around when uh, Facebook was first coming out. Um, I mean, we were the first, as a freshman, we were the first class to have Facebook. You used to have to have a college ID to log in. Um, So I remember, you know, being in in Irene Dickey's classes, learning about LinkedIn. Um, That was on the forefront. She encouraged us to go out and have profiles. And, um, you know, that was right when that was coming out. And um, in all those classes, I was always really interested in that. I didn't really know what that meant. so I took a job um, down in Charlotte. It was a small little agency. There was about five of us there, um, but they had a lot of big clients and we did SEO. So um, basically these companies just needed a stronger online presence for their businesses. Um, you know, that particular agency, we were just focused on that, just marketing your business online um, and, and just getting your business to appear higher in search results. Again, that was in like 2009. So Um, Google was around then, but it wasn't quite the behemoth of search that it is today. So the methods of manipulating their search algorithm were a bit more simple. So it was just kind of account management. That's when I worked with the PGA. I probably had about 50 different accounts I was working with, and I had a a boss about five years older than me um, (laughs) who was really mentoring me throughout the whole experience. And that's where I really learned everything. So while I was there on the side, I just kind of started messing around, you know, helping out my aunt with her website, you know, just doing those type of small projects. Um, and then that started, you know, growing. I kept getting more and more people want help. I was like, well, maybe I should start a business. And that's really when Stonefish started. So I had that on the side while working at that agency. And then, and then that agency ended up going out of business. I took a couple of the clients from there, teamed up with three other guys. We formed another agency and that was, it was very much focused on search marketing, more so on the lead generation side um, where there's a big difference between, you know, creating a bunch of banner ads and just going out, getting your, your name and your product visibility versus if you go on, if you are stuck inside your garage and you go on your phone and search garage door repair emergency, and whoever's searching on that goes out to your website and calls you right away. That's what we were focused on, that instant lead generation. So yeah. we focused on a lot of those like service type um, related clients of that nature. Let's step, take a step back. Well, why don't you uh, define what search engine optimization is and why it's important for companies? 
Sure. So search engine optimization is just having a stronger online presence for your business. Um, that can be done in a lot of ways. Um, and, and when I, when I say creating a stronger online presence for your business in, uh, organic search results, um, there's a lot of different things that you can do online. There's, you can run ads on Facebook, you can do YouTube channels, all those things can create a stronger online presence for your business. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you go on Google and you do a search and they give you a list of search results, you want your business to appear at the top of those search results, whether it's in Google maps, um, or the listings below that, um, that is what search engine optimization is. And where do you suggest that companies start to try to move themselves up? That, that's a pretty uh, broad question, I'd say. I would say it depends on your business, um, what's been done. If you're a brand new you know, startup versus a 10-year corporation, um, very different models. Um, so I can give you some examples. Like if I was a land lawn care company, for example, mm -hmm. um, you know, you and you are starting a brand new website, you want to list um, all your services. So all your fertilization, your aeration, your grading, irrigation, yada, yada. Um, all of those services should have their own page on their site. You're trying um, to think of things that people would search for in those, yeah, in those exactly. cases? Yep. So, so the main services, which is what the main things people will search for. Um, taking it a step further, um, you'll also want to have a strong content marketing strategy, which you can utilize your blog for uh, creating um, you know, blog posts geared towards your, your target market. Uh, for example, again, for lawn care, um, let's say you have all your services listed on actual pages on the site and then your blog supports those pages, you know, talking about top five, you know, DIY lawn care projects, etc. Um, but by create, by having fresh content regularly posted on your website, Google likes to see that, um, Basically, a general rule of thumb is the more quality website you have on your, or uh, the more quality content you have on your website, the more Google will like it. So, just creating a strong content-based strategy on your website would be the most valuable starting point right now, as well as creating local business profiles um, and things like, you know, Google My Business is a big one, but then supplementary ones insider pages, yellowpages.com. Um, there's like 50 different main websites out there like that. But the more places you can have your business listed in, again, that's something that Google likes to see. Um, so it'd be my, my main starting point for, for uh, that type of business. Should companies be more concerned with their mobile side or their, the, the site that's you know, for desktop? Or, or is it to the point where pretty much everybody's responsive has responsive sites and that doesn't really matter as much anymore? Yeah, I, I would say if, if you are redesigning a site and you approach an agency and they are not uh, you know, pitching you a responsive design, that's just a dated strategy. Like I, everything now, that's just the norm to me. And, and I just I just picked up a garage door company and he was like, why do I need a new website? And I, there's two free tools out there. One is like Google's mobile friendly test. And one's their page speed test. And you can just punch it in there. It'll give you a, 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 B, C, or F. And when you get an F on both those tests, you know, this just doesn't look very good. So, yeah. um, that, and 
because that doesn't look good in the eyes of Google, they're straight up telling you, we don't like your site, so we're not going to display it. So what is that test? Do you know what it's, what it's called? Um, you, you, just go it. on, you go to Google right now and you type Google uh, mobile friendly test and it'll be the first search result right there. That, that's what it's called. It's Google mobile friendly test and then gotcha. Google page insights. Yeah. There are free tools out there like that. So, that answers your question. Sorry, yeah. I could talk about this stuff all day. I, I used to no, teach great. A on this um, three hours each session, so I had to <laughs> fill that of me up there talking. So, yeah, what else plays into search rankings? Um, the, the content is huge. Um, that is a, a huge core focus of what I do is create really rich. Uh, pieces of content on your site. For example, I work with like a local law firm um, who specializes in wills and um, trusts and things of that nature. Well, there's kind of been an influx of people looking for that stuff lately because of, you know, the COVID situation. So creating really in-depth pieces of content, not necessarily to manipulate, to take advantage of the situation, not, not take, but you know, here's what to do. If you need to create an emergency will, here's, you know, 10 steps right here. And then, you know, put some nice pictures in there and, you know, style it up a little bit. So when you take the time to do that to your site, that's where, you know, Google notices that. And that, that's the best starting point. Um, and it's easy. I mean, that's all free stuff to do is just taking the time to do it. And nobody really wants to no business owners want to take the time to do that. And that's why they pay companies like us to do that stuff for them. Now, the interesting thing is that I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know, this is my perception that uh, people don't want to read as much on online anymore. So um, there's, it seems like there's less need for lots of content, but then to, to uh, rank in the searches, you want to have a lot of content on there. So how do you deal it, with that? It is, and that just goes back to what I talked to you. And you can create, you know, a thousand word article and just, if you're scrolling through that on your phone, it's just words on the page. You need to break it up with, you know, using bold font, italics, bullets, um, different types of graphics. You need to be very strategic on how you publish the content so that users can digest it really easily. And Google likes it so much to the point they want to broke it down a certain way. I'm not sure how familiar you are with schema. It's basically like a, uh, um, a coding language built for SEO, if you will. Um, so if you ever go on Google and you do, you ask it a question like, how do I tie my shoes? And it gives you that answer right in search results, or yeah. it gives you like other suggested questions and answers like that. That's all done through schema. Um, you need to format your blog posts a very specific way in the coding using header tags and all this stuff to get that to appear in Google's search results. But again, go back to it. That's very valuable that you get to the top right there. Most people are clicking on, if they want more info, clicking through on that, that result. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you suggest, other than contacting you, uh, how would you suggest people figure out how to do that? Sure. 
to gain a good starting point, you just do a search. How do I start a, a content marketing strategy? And there's lots of blog posts out there that could walk you through the process. Um, but the biggest struggle a lot of people have is just sticking to a schedule. It takes time to sit down and write 500 words about, you know, carpet repair. That's really boring to do for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, for uh, for anybody to, to sit down and start doing it, you just need to be disciplined. For, would be my first and, and set a schedule every week. I'm going to create. I'm going to set an hour. Um, I'm going to write. Um, you know, a blog post. And if you can do that, you'll kind. Of, that's kind of the concept of SEO. And again, it's not just throwing some garbage up there. It needs to be well thought out. It needs to be published the right way. Um, and when you start doing that for six months, it, it, the the results start to pay off. And, and SEO is a long term strategy. Um, it's not, okay, I'll do that for two weeks and see what happens. That's just not how it works. So what are some other important factors beyond content? Sure. Um, so link building is a huge thing. So I I break SEO into few, three main buckets. Um, first would be content. Second would be the technical onsite SEO, which we kind of discussed with the page speed, the mobile friendliness, header tags, title tags, et cetera. Um, and then the third, which is the most time consuming and costly is link building. Um, in essence, the rule of thumb is the more websites out there that are linking back to your website, the more Google will like that. They got to be quality links. You just can't get a bunch of junk. 10 years ago at my first agency, we could get a bunch of junk. You could pay two bucks, some, some BS directory. And that's what we did all day. Um, and it, it worked. Um, now link building is very sophisticated. Um, I just, you know, I work with, uh, let's say this law firm in Toledo, they are now sponsoring the golf league in Toledo for the summer because I get a nice little logo with a link back to my website on their association's website. Uh Um, so why, you know, why would I waste money doing that? Because Google, it's relevant. Like it makes sense. There's a bunch of attorneys who golf a lot. They, you know, they're in Toledo. Um, Google is to a point now where they can see that type of relevance. Um, And that goes a long way. It's very time consuming to do something like that. Uh, Link building can also be done via PR. So any type of event you have, you just, you know, post something about that on an event website or um, submit a press release somewhere. Um, and then another big part of what I do mostly for link building is guest blog posts. So there's a bazillion blogs out there. Um, some blogs have more are of more valuable than others, just quality wise. Um, so going out, finding those industry relevant blogs, you know, I work with like a concrete company. So going out and finding blogs related to construction, um, submitting a, a really good article once again, to that website, they might charge you. I mean, geez, I got some of these mom blogs asking two grand a blog post. Oh, really? Yeah. And and so, I mean, you'll you'll normally pay a fee. Um, Google doesn't want you to pay for links like that, but it's just the nature of the game. Everyone, that's not best practice, but um, you know, all of these big websites out there that they got employees. I mean, money's got to come from somewhere, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, but that, that, that's really what 
I do a lot. I, I find a lot of industry relevant blogs, reach out to the blogger and say, Hey, I got, you know, this great article I think would be great for your blog. Um, you interested? And like most of the time they say no, but everyone, every <laughs> once in a while they'll say yes. Um, and that, that's where a big chunk of my time is spent, believe it or not. Um, but in my impression is that Google, one of the reasons why they became a dominant player was because they got good at, um, providing users with better search results by continually refining their, uh, their algorithms so that they start excluding some of the links like that you did early in your career, not what you're doing now, but some of that early stuff where you're just getting stuff out there and buying links and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it got to where all this stuff that I did 10 years ago, I had to go, I had to go back and undo it all. Google started penalizing for that. So it, you know, they're, they're definitely tweaking things constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. And do you think with the rise of voice search and what do you call it, the digital assistants that people use, the Hey Siri and Google, do you think that will change the, the way you're doing search engine optimization, kind of the way people are searching? So not really. The, the way that these search results are displayed via search, who, who the, you know, where they're pulling their data from. Remember that schema I talked about? Mm-hmm. that rich snippet, what it's called, where, where again, you do a search and you're automatically getting that answer in search results. That is where that's pulling from. So schema is SEO best practices at its very core. It is building the site from the code level, not from the aesthetic level, if that makes sense. So, right. That's, that's again, SEO best practice. So when you operate within SEO best practices all the time, it doesn't really shift your strategies too much. Um, also, I, I'll say I have 50 different clients right now in various industries, and I can see a lot of the search data. And most of the time, it, it, it just kind of depends on your industry. But, you know, I work with a lot of apartment communities. If you're looking for a new apartment, you're not you want to look at pictures. You want to um, have more of an experience when you're looking for that sort of thing. Um, You know, voice search is more like quick questions. It's not necessarily like e-commerce yet. So I I think there are certain types of businesses that need to adapt for that. But like for the average consumer, like if you're looking, let's say you average show want, uh, to get a tree stump removed from your yard. It, are you going to search? Um, how would you search that if you wanted to voice search? That that type of, of voice search result and your text result, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. Yeah, so it's uh, for all of it, it's just a matter of thinking about how people are searching for your products or services, right? I mean, that's... Kind of, and, and you know, one tactic that we do take advantage of is when people do search via voice, they will ask a very long question. Um, so you can take that question. You can see that in your data and then create a blog post answering that question because if someone's asking that, chances are someone else's. And um, so you, there's that tactic as well. So you're watching what, you know, the analytics on how people are getting to your site and, and oh, yeah, making adjustments. Good. Yeah. We're watching. Yeah. 
And in terms of staying up to date on the industry, how do you how do you stay up to date? Are there any resources that you recommend? So I have a site called Search Engine Journal. It's like my ESPN of <laughs> SEO nerd world. Um, that's pretty much what I use for the news. I also have a bunch of uh, nerd friends like myself that we chat with all the time. So SEO at its core hasn't changed that much in the past 10 years I've been doing it. Um, you just don't want to take shortcuts and you know, that that's, there's, yeah, there's some things that have changed, but um, I guess just doing it too. I mean, I have 50 different clients I have to do stuff with every single month. Um, something changes, you're going to see it. Um, so between those three things, uh, pretty in the know, I say. And do you have like one best tip for, for people who are doing SEO or people who are kind of overseeing digital marketing teams? Sure. Um, yeah, I'd focus on creating, you know, high quality products and services. Um, don't overpromise what you're doing to your client or your boss. Um, you know, be realistic with your goals. SEO takes time. And just stick with it. It's a great industry. There's huge demand for this right now. Search is not going anywhere. So um, people love the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if people want to find you or your company, where where should they? Where can they go to find you? Sure, you can find me anywhere. Uh, Stonefishmarketing.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Joe Restivo, Facebook. I'm, I'm everywhere. So feel free to reach out. Awesome, Joe. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. All right. No problem. I hope it helps. And thank you for listening to the Unique Visitor Podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Kurtz. See you next time. Mm